Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It wasn't always pretty, but what season opener is. The Eagles managed to pull out a win today, thank God, so we're able to talk about more positives than negatives on this rainy Sunday in Philadelphia. Eagles get the win in Detroit, 38-35. I'm Jessica Taylor here for the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm here today with Victor Williams and Rachelle, as always. And thank God we're able to break down a win. Like I said, there were some hiccups along the way, but ultimately the offense having more skill on the Eagles side of the ball is what gave them the edge, gave them the advantage. The defense definitely made a few crucial plays when they needed to, but ultimately 100% the offense that gave the Eagles the win. So Victor, it got, you know, a a little too close for comfort there at the end, Um, you know, in terms of, you know, the score, obviously, but, you know, even it's too close for comfort as, you know, uh, a QB sneak on fourth and one to have to seal the deal for the birds. What are your main, what, how do you feel? What, what is your emotion walking away from that game? Because everyone was so excited going into this week for you know, season opener, birds are back, all the moves in the offseason, and it got a little, you know, eagles. It got a little too eagles for everyone's liking, I think. <laughs> yeah, it uh it got it got uncomfortable. I didn't anticipate being uncomfortable during this uh right. this this game. Uh because after the first drive, it was 75 yards right down the field and we got torn up and my first mind was like, okay, same old Gannon. Like I thought the new personnel would kind of help him. Right. And I understand it's the first series. And you want to like you want to like you know temper your expectations and let them kind of find their groove, and that did happen for 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 the most part. But uh, that first drive didn't have me <laughs> didn't have me too encouraged. And no. then once the uh, the pick six happened, right, and I think the thirty one fourteen lead yeah. happened at that point, and I was like, all right, we're just gonna step on their throats. That's gonna be the end of this, right? And credit to the Lions for not giving up and not going down. They went down swinging. They <laughs> they sure did go down swinging. And that's sort of how they their season went last year, right? Like that's the the Lions team we saw. They lost a lot of respectable games. I know they were three thirteen and one. I know their first moral victory, I guess, was a tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you know, <laughs> I, I mean. They, they, they weren't, I know the Eagles went in there and the Eagles had to make a statement at that point. That was a crucial cross point, you know, in their season as, as, as it was, but they didn't, they didn't just get their ass beat every, every week. Like they lost a lot of respectable games similar to, to this kind of wasn't the, uh, the Justin Tucker kick. Wasn't that the Lions on the lines last year, the 60, whatever the record breaking kick was. Yeah. Yeah. Another record breaking kick by the, the opera singer. I, that's exactly it like it was you know but I think it was a respectable game of course on the Lions end but there were still you know I think in I think in terms of the Eagles defense they underestimated what the Lions were going to bring them a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah I certainly did personally I um, I did too but, but Jess if I if I told you say I told you yesterday we were talking and I was like and I was like, the Eagles are going to give up nearly 400 yards to the Lions. You would assume this would be a loss. <laughs> yeah. 
So last year, right, the season opener, they went down and smacked the the Atlanta Falcons around. However, the Atlanta Falcons still had their way with the defense on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. something that I remember when Aton and I were sitting here doing this postgame show. I was like, okay, not to be the Debbie Downer here, but that's concerning, right? Like, that's really concerning at that point. And they started to figure it out here and there. But like you said, you were hoping that the, the personnel changes in the offseason and some of these like shiny new pieces, you wouldn't still see that some of this same stuff left and right. Like I am still, I know they came out with the win, but I am still very concerned about this defense. Let's get the like the doom and gloom out of the way to start. Right, I'm right, a little yeah. concerned about the defense. And like you said, same old Gannon. I'm not really seeing much excite, exciting change here yet. Yeah, for the for the first time in a long time, the pass defense was more encouraging than the rush defense, and that hasn't yeah. been the case in, in not in this town for for a long time. Bradbury, I think, had the best game on defense. Sure. If if it was if I had to if I had to narrow it down to one person, Bradbury was very nice in press coverage. Didn't see as much Jordan Davis as I would have liked to. I feel like yeah. after that first drive, you kind of want to be like, all right, get the run stuffer in there, and yeah. Swift continues to run for 120 plus yards. So that happened. Uh, Slay was pretty good. Chauncey Gardner Johnson minus the penalty. Uh, showed off his instincts on one of the past breakups. I like what I saw from him from a guy who's only been in this defense for like eight days or, right. or whatever the situation was. But I was encouraged with the pass defense, the rush defense. If it wasn't for DeAndre Swift, for two things, if it wasn't for DeAndre Swift and it wasn't for Jalen Hurts' mobility, this might have been a very different outcome. <laughs> yeah. So so let's use that to go to some of the positives then. You know, I think that the... 18 for 32 for Jalen Hurts doesn't really tell his full story of what today status quo status quo for him passing wise I I don't think I thought he had a a much better day than what you would think that that tells I don't think I don't love him throwing the ball 32 times but again when the Lions are putting up 400 yards I guess you kind of need to it's better than 40 plus (laughs) it's better than 40 plus I'm I'm with you but I think ultimately there were maybe four or five what I would call bad balls by Jalen Hurts. There was one that was nullified by a great AJ Brown catch. One that was nullified by a PI call. And then a couple times, you know, those are balls that he had to throw away that in, you know, instead of taking a sack or anything like that. So one of them, right at Gamewell's feet, I remember like at his feet and right by the goal line. And it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't get there. And these are some of the improvements that you were hoping like from training camp and everything we have heard and seen, you the, you were hoping for the uh, improvements, especially in velocity and placement. And I'm shocked that A.J. Brown, well, not really shocked, I guess I shouldn't say, but like A.J. Brown was the focal point, as was the case during the summer. But him and Devontae have more of a rapport after playing yeah. together last season. And for him to get, I don't even know what the target share was, but I, it wasn't many for, for Devontae Smith. And for A.J. Brown to have 13 of them, 13 targets, I guess it's it's no secret that he's going to be the focal point moving forward. Right. 13 targets for A.J. Brown compared to four for Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith did not have a catch today. Does that concern you at all? Uh, it doesn't It doesn't concern me on the offensive scheme. Like, he'll get his. It concerns me for, and I know they'll downplay it and the whole bit, and not to read into it too much after one week, but sure. it concerns me. Like, he has to feel like some type of emotion. Like, I was the leading receiver last year, and now I'm, like, not being looked at as much. And meanwhile, A.J. Brown is getting 13 targets. Again, it's not like the end of the world. I'm sure he'll get his this season. Right. But, like, when you see them paired up on the sidelines and you see A.J. like happy and giddy and Devontae not, not looking so, you know, giddy about it. <laughs> so sure. I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. But, like, he has to, like, feel something like, damn, it's, it's 
it's going to be a different show this year. Yeah, he does have to look at it in a realistic way in in some capacity. Like, you know, you're right. He's AJ Brown's not going to get 13 targets a game. He's not going to have 100. <laughs> he might. Yet. He might. <laughs> he might. Get, okay, you know what? Let me take that back. He might get 13 targets a game. He's probably most likely not going to have 155 yards yeah, every week. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. I mean, somebody, somebody different is going to eat every single week. The way I see it, I'm sure we're going to have games where Devonte Smith has has his day, and AJ Brown is sure. is has the number one corner on him and doesn't get many uh many looks and vice versa. It's right. just that today they were able to expose mismatches. Both of these corners, Akuda and the other guy, I can't pronounce. I know his name, I just can't pronounce it. <laughs> the other guy, that the bigger one that was on AJ. Those are two corners that that can be exposed. And and AJ took advantage of his matchups and bailed Hertz out on a few poor throws. And and I'm encouraged with that. And Smitty, a guy that has already shown that he can produce in this offense, I'm not too concerned. I just hope this doesn't lead to like him feeling like disgruntled down the road, hopefully. Right. And I don't I don't think it will because I do think like, you know, if if they're winning, winning does cure all yeah, it doesn't matter. So, we barely got it today. So yeah. yeah. So <laughs> listen, if first first week jitters, get them out a little bit. Right, After right. everything, you know, the the emotion in the stadium that I mean, they haven't sold out that stadium in years. I had FOMO. Okay, that was unreal how much they <laughs> sold out that stadium. I do feel, though, that they deserve to lose that game solely based on those little third down posters that they handed out. That upset ways <laughs> that I can't even say that was so sad. I let's see. Detroit does have a major chip on their shoulder like Matthew Bush right here. That's absolutely true. Like it, it was going to be a tough game, but nobody thought it was going to come down to three points and Jalen Hurts oh, having no. to get there for a, a quarterback sneak to, to seal them a victory. Yeah. Especially I when did, they're I up by as much as they were. Didn't anticipate being like, like, uh, like holding my knees in front of the TV screen on a fourth down conversion against the lions. Um, but like you mentioned uh, at the, at the beginning, they, they were, uh, they're a motivated squad. They ended the year on a high note and they're, they're motivated this year. And I know the hard knocks, uh, uh, the hard knocks, like whatever you want to call it, like the hype they got from hard knocks and everybody's looking at them differently. And I do like what Dan Campbell does. I like the energy and I like what he provides for that team. Not the biggest Jared Goff like believer. I don't know why they continue to to believe in him. I guess they have no option at this point, but he showed why he was a mediocre quarterback today with some poor throws. Uh, but yeah, but if it wasn't for Hertz's mobility and him rushing for, I don't even, 90, 90 yards it was on 17 carries, led the team with 17 carries 90 yards and he he's going to be the leading rusher this year isn't he he's going to be the leading rusher again isn't he if miles can stay healthy i don't it, no <laughs> if because My, miles still have more rushing yards he did yeah, he yeah he's always been good yards. in the yards per carry he's always been ab among the league leaders in yards per carry yeah because he, uh, he busts he, off he one of those long carry. ones about every mm -hmm. game but again like I, I i can't stand when people are like well if you take away those couple long runs i'm like why that's quite literally the whole point like if he's if he's busting out one a game then yeah the yards per carry is accurate because that's what he's giving you week in and week out so I think but I think there were a lot of plays I I think one of the other you know the three main things that I've kind of seen as the biggest question marks or what I'm looking for this season was going to be Jalen Hurts's improvement what we're going to see from Shane Steichen as a play caller and what Jonathan Gannon can do in a second year with a, all of these legitimate pieces that he has compared to some of the, you know, so-so things he had last year. And through the first half, especially two out of three of those things in, and two of those three, two out of three of those, which are the coaches 
I was not impressed by, and I thought that Jalen Hurts bailed out Shane Steichen a couple different times with some really terrible timed play calls. Yeah, I was going to say one out of three, I guess, isn't bad. Well, it is bad in this it case. Is bad. But, uh, it is bad. It's, it's, um, yeah, I don't even know if you can find, like, solidified, like, points to any of those three because we saw some, like, the 54-yarder to A.J. Brown was a beautiful pass. But is that a pass? Does he make that pass last year? Is he capable of making that pass last year? If you had a guy like A.J. Brown, we're not, we're not so sure. Um, I feel like Steichen had had his highs and his lows. The third down motion call with Dallas Goddard, I enjoyed. Yep. I think that was a creative play call, and they'll get their footing as time goes on, and they figure out how to utilize all these all these guys on offense. Right. Yeah, the defense we keep coming back to Gannon, and I don't know. I I had said at one point over the summer that if he doesn't succeed or exceed expectations, rather with the personnel that he has this year, I don't know how encouraged teams are going to be around the league to hiring him as a head coach and if i'm looking for one next year and i have just this one game to go off of i'm not i'm not so sure it's not it it's not it it's not it i'm never yeah i mean patrick says you know the fire gannon train's already up and running i am not the first series it was running that was it for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm never a person to jump on the fire anybody train i just i i don't like that i don't like being that person but i don't i do i I love that train i lead that train (laughs) I'm the conductor, I'm on the that conductor train. of that train, uh, but, <laughs> but listen, you know, if it doesn't improve from today, you know, they play some good teams. I don't they think they play a better offense next week, Minnesota, right? Yeah. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. If they get torn up like this next Monday night at home, uh, they're not going to be as lucky at home at that. They're not going to be as lucky this week. I don't think. No, they're not going to be as lucky week in and week out with that, with what they did today and how they played today. And if, you know, there again, Jared Goff being Jared Goff is one of the reasons it, it didn't have anything to do with anything other than Jared Goff being himself. He's a really poor quarterback. Yeah. he. Like, missed- I knew he was bad, but like just watching him today, I'm like, man, he is really just not good. Not just good. missing wide open guys. And I'm in my head. I'm like, why are they, you know, we're on the opposite side. So our question is why on God's green earth, are they that open? Why are some of these guys that open? They're not they're not not talented receivers, but they're not so talented that offense that they should have been as wide open as they were on as many occasions as they were. If you're going to look at on paper, who should have the upper hand in those matchups, it should have been the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And I don't know if it was them again, first game jitters, things like that, but my God, that cannot continue or we are going to be having a problem. There's a reason why the Eagles had four rushing touchdowns today. <laughs> so, and that's, and that is just a, an, an example of d- doing what they knew they had to do against the Detroit Lions. But I don't know if it is going to be a formula for, like you mentioned, being better teams um, um, down the road. And to your point, the secondary allowing these guys to get open. And they have a decent core. You know, St. Brown, Lions fans tell me all the time that St. Brown is better than Devontae Smith. And today did not help my argument for that. <laughs> so that's, that's another argument. For, for another time dj chark fantastic catch slay played that probably as best as you could yeah and I, dj chark was a free agent target that i wanted at some point last year before the aj brown stuff even went down but he was a potential guy i was a, i was looking at hawkinson a top 10 tight end in, in his own right and this is all without top rookie jameson williams like i shudder to think about what would have happened if his four four speed four three speed was was out there also if jared goff didn't overthrow him as he did many times um, today, but again, and in this in this zone look, it works for guys like Bradbury. Uh, it doesn't work for some other guys. Um, Kaiser White, 
uh, I think had a, had a good game today. I saw him all over the field. Um, what is your what is your take on like? Do you are you disappointed with the lack of Jordan Davis that we saw today? I saw him here and there, but after that first series, I was like, it's time to it's time to throw him in the middle, and we didn't see him as as much as I as as I had hoped. I understand first round pick and work yourself into the offense, but with the way the summer went. I thought he was at least going to get like 30, 40% of the, of the snap count. And he didn't do that. Yeah. I was a little disappointed because I think that's, you know, when you're looking at all of the key additions you made, you, you're going to start with the guy that you traded up to draft. Right. And especially when they do go right down the field and score on you the way they did, you just need to get, you, you need to change things up. You need to get him involved. And honestly, there's no better time than than now to start, especially when they went up by two touchdowns at one point. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. 31-14, right? After the pick six? Yeah, it doesn't hurt to get the, it doesn't hurt to get the big guy in there. Like, I, yeah, I, I think, I, I get it. I get the younger guy. You want to, you want to seal the win, but I think that the best way to, you know, get involved is to, is to learn. And, you know, he did show a lot of good things in preseason. And I think that you just, you just have to get him involved. I agree with you. You, you would have expected at least some, somewhere in that like 30 to 40% range. And you just Mm -hmm. didn't really see that. And especially with, you know, again, a defensive line that massively underperformed last year, you want to get out there and get off to a good start. And they didn't really do that today. Yeah, yeah, it took a little while for them to get going, as was status quo last year. Fletcher Cox finally got to him after Jared Goff was like drawing with him for a little bit. Not the guy I would go after if I was Jared Goff, not a guy twice your size. Did like Jared Fletcher Goff Cox. not see the story about what happened I when don't... someone tried to break into Fletcher Cox's yeah. home? That's the first thing I thought about. And I was like, of all the guys on oh. defense, like I would go after a guy like like somebody smaller, like Avante Maddox, like somebody you think you can at least physically like match up with. Like right. Fletcher Cox like, is not Jared Goff's a tall guy. So like someone you're at least a little bit taller than. Yeah, and he's slim. Ducks. I was telling uh, I was telling my cousin here when he was watching the game. I was like, I don't think this man has lifted one weight since he's like gotten into the NFL. Like I don't see him bulking up. He doesn't look strong. I don't know what is what is going on. He with looks him, like but... such a goober. He's like Sam Bradford. Just half Google sleeves, either. like no drip whatsoever. Like no. just not a not a guy I want leading my team. Number sixteen is not a good number. Like all of it is the whole package is just terrible. Like I'm not a guy. Bad number. I'm not a guy I would rally behind. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another question I have for you. The penalties today. Oh, man, yeah. What in the world are they doing 
You know what? That's a product of, right? Damn. That's what happens when you have one series in the preseason. That's literally what happens. Like they could have benefited from one, maybe two additional series in the sure. preseason. Like 12 guys in the huddle, that should not happen in the regular season. No point in the regular season should I guess AJ Brown was trying to get off the field and he just like hung out in the huddle. I don't know what I the deal was there. But it is it was it was uh bad. It looks like 10 penalties for 61 yards they had. And that's just they led the team for a good portion of the season last year. Or they led the league rather yeah. for a good portion of the season in penalties. Bad. And they're doing that, they're doing that again this year. And some of them are just dumb, like 12 men in the huddle. Like I just delay of games and the multiple and all that delay stuff. of games. It wasn't yeah. even the, it, they were it's taking, rusty they're just they're rusty is what it is they were taking the play clock down every time though that was another thing that that really frustrated me especially in the first half i think they got a delay game in the second half as well at least one but not mm-hmm, only were the, yeah. i thought the play calls were bad they were taking until the clock like there were a couple other delay of games that probably i was about to say there's a few times where that clock was zero and they didn't call it <laughs> which is not good why why is that happening what are they doing yeah discipline um just just reps i think like i don't know what the play clock like scenario is in um in in camp or whatever but it's just just lack of repetition especially in the preseason game um they need to try and uh figure it out get some cohesion figure it out we saw it kind of die down a little bit in the uh in the uh in the second half but things like that have to be cleaned up, especially like like you had mentioned prior. When you play better offenses, you got Minnesota, you got Dallas in week three, you got all. And I know that's probably like the hardest stretch of the schedule right there because we do have a, a pretty decent schedule. But uh, the Vikings make you pay. And if you commit that many penalties against them next Monday night, uh, they're, they're not going to have a quarterback that is still mediocre in my eyes, but not as putrid as Derek Goff. Yeah, no, de- definitely. They're different levels of mediocrity. Um. But so one of the things that we like to do, if anybody new is joining us this season and hasn't been on with us last year or anything like that, we take to Twitter. We use three words to describe how you're feeling after the uh, Eagles win or loss, whatever it may be that week. And then we have Rachel jump in with us. So whenever, whenever she's been monitoring Twitter for the last 20 minutes while we've been doing this. So I'm really interested to hear from her to know um, what, because most of the time they're not very positive. Usually they don't, they, even on wins, they're not positive and it's always fire somebody. Someone is always in the hot seat. Someone's always getting yelled at. And then naturally you get a couple here and there that are, you know, Jalen hurts sucks, trade Jalen hurts. And, and oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that going on. That's always, always. I expect, <laughs> I expect nothing less, even though without Jalen hurts today, who knows where the hell we would, we don't win that game without him bailing out multiple. There's three, four instances off the top of my head where Jalen hurts legs bailed out the offense. 100%. Multiple times. Multiple times. If you have Jared Goff on this offense, that does not happen. <laughs> someone, I did see, I think it might have been NBC Sports Philadelphia, though, that tweeted that someone should get a penalty for letting Jared Goff scramble for a first down. And that yeah, Maddox, that. what are you doing, Maddox? I don't know how you get beat on. He's a nickel corner. He's not, like, trained to, like, contain scrambling quarterbacks. Right. But if you, yeah. But come on, yeah, man. Not, not a good look. Not a good look. All right, Rachel, how, how bad is it? I mean, quick temperature check. You guys are already touching on most of the stuff, but everybody is talking about Gannon right now. And as expected, because yeah, get his ass out. Get his ass. Go on, please. Everybody can fire him. <laughs> somebody said Gannon's on trial. Like, somebody did say, thank you, Hurts. That was kind of positive. You know, that's probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm kind. Somebody told me today that they can't do Hurts anymore. And I was like, it's week one. It's week one. 20th start, mind you. 20th. Twitter. Some people are really just Jalen Hurts haters. It is what it is. Oh, but you know, we could have a whole episode on just Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts haters. That's the whole show. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of fire. Jonathan Gannon. I hate Gannon. Um, for the most part, somebody said Smitty Ware. Like, 
we didn't really see too much. You guys already touched on that, but it's only week one, so maybe you know it'll get better. My betting slips are worried. Actually, my <laughs> betting slips are more worried. I saw you tweet something out, and I was like, "Dang, that sucks." <sighs> Can't win them all, man. Yeah, what are you gonna do? But happy and humble. Somebody said that as well. So it's kind of mixed. Everybody's downing Gannon as expected, rightfully so. But there are some positives in there as well. I'm looking at one right now that says need a QB. Like, yeah. are you out of your mind? I got those. I got those after the first series. That Wait, was no. <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't, I don't understand how you look at that game and your first thought is we need a quarterback. Well, they people saw that AJ Brown catch and they were like, "Hey, that's a touchdown." If they, if he leads them a little bit, and I get it, I get it. But listen, man, the man is literally 24, five years younger than me, mind you. My five years, like think about it. Like I don't know y'all ages, but five years younger than me, I'll be 29 in November, and this man is 24. I couldn't contemplate my life at 24, let alone NFL defenses. And people want this man to carve up NFL complex defensive schemes. 24, 20th start. I've said I'm going to say it until the end of time. 20th start. What do you want from this man? <laughs> I, like, I have said that so many times. Think about where you were at the age of 24 and the job you had at the age of 24. Were you the best making person? Making myself sandwiches. Making myself Literally sandwiches. Literally trying to figure it out. Ain't no way. Were you the best person at your job? No. No. I'm still. You were it. probably one of the worst. I was one of the worst. Yes. Like, I don't. like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It I'm takes good. a little bit of time, you know? I get so much flack these days, and Jess, you you know, because we've we've been doing this long enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I I during the even like, and I don't mean to bring him up, but like during the during the Wentz like thing and all this, up. like I am a I am a patient and and optimistic person. Yes. If somebody ge- leads me to believe that they can do something, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Agreed. When Wentz was atrocious for that whole year, I was like, I'd, I'd bring him back as long you know, get it together. I bring him back. I want to see what he can do. And then I'm that sure, obviously that ended the way it did. Ben Simmons, I was like, if he apologizes. If he apologizes, I will happily take him. That's me it. too. I know you. I know you guys probably. It is what it is because Rachelle's looking at me like you might be. You might be by yourself on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm buried. Those hills. I'm actually buried six feet under. I'm coming to you from the afterlife. I'm buried six feet deep on. I was like, I'll hills. do it. I'll do it. I, people make mistakes. I mean, he probably shouldn't have went about it the way he did. But come back, apologize. I want to win the championship. I'm all in. I'm all about it. That's all I need. And Hertz is the same thing. He's shown flashes, and he's 24 years old. Why should I write him off? At 24 years old, and now he has a number one receiver that he can depend on. And utilize. probably depends on a little too much, a little too much. But he depends on him. You got Goddard, you got Smith, you got figure out. Miles is, is here. He's hungry, healthy for now. And, and I just, I just, I'm not ready to write guys off after one year. One year. I don't know how people come to come to complex like conclusions after you watch the guy play for 20 NFL games. How do you? He's done. He's cooked. He can't do it. Right. I don't understand it personally right. i i just i don't i don't and and the the refusal to look at the whole picture of all of right. those things as well i mean think about what he was thrown into for his first four games of his nfl oh, yeah nothing. all of that and then think about you know last year the offensive line that was situation that was going on i think there it wasn't until what week 10 or 11 that they finally started having a week in week out consistent consistent offensive line i went we went back and looked at it last year i think at one point they had like he had played, you know, like 15 games with like 13 different offensive line yeah, combinations. They had 13 ro- they had 13 rotations with 14 different offensive linemen last year. And as a 23-year-old quarterback, what you going what you going to do with that? And he went to the playoffs. The play- I know we played Jake Fromm and Garrett Gilbert and all these guys, but he took his team to the playoffs. And you started the year 2 and 5 after that Derek Carr game 
when he carved us up for like 90% completion and Miles got hurt and we were two and five. And I was like, and they forget all that. <clears throat> and I was like, man, Kenny Pickett might be the, might be the move. His <laughs> <laughs> tiny hands. And I, I can't, and tiny hands, five, whatever it is. I have, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But it is, it is, I just, I, 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 I liked what I saw from Hurts today. And if it wasn't for his legs, like we've said at nauseum to this point, the Eagles don't win this game 90 yards. I don't care if he's a leading rusher. I don't care if he runs it 15 times, but I will say this. Why did it take like to, for the sixth time for Jalen Hurts to get like knocked in the head after a slide for them to call it? Cause all game long he was getting blasted. I don't mean just like a tap, like bam, shoulder. And the on. One time he stayed on the ground for like extended amount of time is when they're like, all right, I guess I got to like throw it. But. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think his style of play is sustainable, but not if he gets hit, hit like that. Yeah. He's susceptible to him hits, man. It's, it's sustainable. If you, I don't know if I want to see him running 17 times like he did today. Like right. I'm cool with like eight. I don't eight. <laughs> have it. I don't like him having to bail out play calls all the time. I think that that's, you know, Someone hey man, when you get blitz, problem. you got no option. You got no option. You got blitz and you have 0.4 seconds to make a decision. You you gotta run for, run your ass off. That's the only right. choice. <laughs> and, but when he gives himself up like that, I don't expect him to be landed on. He's sliding though. He exactly. is sliding. He has to slide. What are you gonna do? Dive head first, like went style? No, you're gonna slide and hope that God that nobody is people are gonna gun for him though. They he's frustrating to play against. People as as sad as it is. People are going to gun for him and try to take him out the game. And he's still unfazed after it happens every single time. We saw it in the preseason. We saw it. Yeah, he's a better man than me. He's so he's better calm. man than me. <laughs> saw Zach Pascal in there. Pascal's he not was ready for it. No. <laughs> he was. I want to know how Jalen Hurts keeps himself as calm as he does day in and day out because I need bro. some of that. Unbothered, bro. Just unbothered. Like, just the way people talk about him and the things people say about him. He just goes out. And even when they score, he gets sacked, throws a pick. A good play. I've never the seen same. emotion. Just emo- like just stone faced. Like this is how it is. But he is a PR major, so he was taught. He was taught to be like that. So yeah. <laughs> that's smart. That's a reason. There's a reason why he navigates press conferences. And like, remember the clip where like a- they asked AJ something, and he like put his hand over the mic. Like he's a PR major. He's not gonna slip up. He's too smart. He's I not think do more that. athletes should do that. Yeah, Jalen's too smart for that. There's a reason why he doesn't entertain none of the, none of the nonsense. He don't entertain none of that. He was taught that in school. That's so smart. Hmm? I didn't know that. That's a new fun fact I learned today, and I really enjoy that about him. AJ Brown did not major in uh, PR, so. <laughs> you don't say. Clearly by his Twitter uh, present. <laughs> you don't say. Honestly, though, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like had Twitter been around when T.O. was an eagle and T.O. was in his prime. His driveway just yes, just that was his Twitter, his driveway. Or even prime Allen Iverson days when he was, like, telling Larry Brown to, like, go F himself like that. What he would hang out on Fridays on City Ave with a bunch of strippers. Oh. That see, social media. Those were the good time, days. Those were the good days, man. Only, I miss those days. We had it. He's the only reason that TGI Fridays is still in business. Yeah. <laughs> the worst and Reebok. Reebok still paying him too. Reebok offer. pays him too. <laughs> it's the worst one the chain has to offer, but that's why it's still in business. But we haven't had a receiver here since To that has that like confidence that borders on arrogance but is so warranted and it's enjoyable like the arrogance is enjoyable because he's wearing our team's jersey playing against him is the worst thing in the world but that that, we haven't had that in so long and I just I'm so happy about it and I'm so happy that today was just the perfect thing to watch it start to blossom throughout the season and I can't wait to watch that unfold from the non-PR major (laughs) yeah uh 
there was there is a part of me over the summer that was like because i'm always weary of like like boom and bust candidates like he can't be like he's not like that good like he's good but like is he going to be that good in an eagles uniform because it just doesn't work out here always ever and like he makes professional football look so effortless like the catches he makes and his the way he just shed tacklers and like today abolished all those notions i had all summer long when i was just like what if he's just like not as good here like what if that just happens like it's just sometimes you pay people and they just they just don't amount to as much success with their new team and i was foolish for thinking that obviously after today so (laughs) i listen he there deshaun did try to do that with the conversation (laughs) deshaun actually he was he was but but at a different he was a different kind of receiver you know what i mean like he had a oh yeah yeah he wasn't like an alpha like number one he wasn't like a true alpha like no he could prime number one like he was a number one in a different in a different way yeah totally 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 agree um but i really do think that do you remember just the like the last couple years the drops have been so bad and you would sit and watch red zone or you would watch like, you know, they would bring out the top 10 of the day and you'd watch these insane catches and you'd be like, wow, this is so fun to watch. And then like, I would kill for a guy. Like I that. would kill for a guy <laughs> like that. And I would kill for anybody wearing an Eagles jersey to just make a routine catch that doesn't look like that, but just still catch the ball. Now we have a guy that does both. It was it was surreal for me to see over the summer like PFF graphics and all this and see like top ten wide receiver duos and like top five receivers with AJ Brown and these guys wearing like Eagles colors and I was like man I literally used to pray for times like this like I literally <laughs> there was times where I was like yo I would kill for like a receiver and Smitty showed that last year and and I was like man DJ Chark would be a nice addition big bodied all this I was looking you know Calvin Ridley before all that stuff happened Allen Robinson who the Eagles were in talks with before, before AJ happened. And you get the prototypical, like if you built a, a prototypical counterpart to Devontae Smith from the ground up, piece by piece, it's AJ Brown. And I hope, I just, I, I hope it doesn't like, I, I hope they can like coexist. I just pray that they can down the road. I mean, it's still early. I think they will. We just need, you know. Yeah, you're a lot less worried than I am. I just, I didn't like seeing Smitty on the sidelines. Just like, hey man, like, I didn't get looked at today. And I was like, shit, man. <laughs> We, I have learned nothing as an Eagles fan if I haven't learned that I will take the wins when I get them. Yeah. I will enjoy We almost the didn't wins. get it. We almost didn't get it today. So. Right. So we got it. I will enjoy it. And I will not be doom and gloom until it's absolutely necessary. I have a, uh, I have a, I have a confession. Please go ahead. Um, so I had a betting slip today. Uh-huh. Um, where every leg hit was like 10 to win 100 bucks, and it was four legs for like different props throughout the games. And the final leg was DeAndre Swift, 25 rushing yards, right? So they're down by this 38 28, and the like Lions are driving, and DeAndre Swift is sitting at 24 yards. And I'm sitting <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, yo, DeAndre Swift needs one more yard, but like I kind of like need the Eagles to win too. Like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and the only reason I picked Swift was because he's a good receiving back, and I was like, 25 yards isn't bad. He got the yard though. He okay. Got the yard, so. Two wins today. Two wins today. You know what? On two wins. I was semi-rooting for the other team. Semi. Semi. Like, Swift, I'd be nice to get, like, a yard here. That'd be cool. One one yard is fine. It's just a matter of, right, you know, right. not. And then when they the scored, my, my my buddies are looking at me like, you put this energy in there. I was like, I asked for a yard. I didn't ask for a touchdown. I One yard. Just one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. So what are you – Are do you have good vibes going into next week or no? Uh, you have to, yeah. You have to assume they'll uh, learn from their mistakes. W- week one is always just a litmus test for uh, what what it's going to be moving forward. From what I remember, 
um, the Eagles didn't like light it on fire in the first half of the Atlanta game last year. I don't think. And they kind of pulled away in the second game. Um, part of me is like, it's really same old Gannon. Like he's still playing off coverage. I know zone is his whole concept, but you kind of need to like press at times to get these, to get these guys off the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't like the conservative approach they took down the road uh, of, of this game, but I'm encouraged that as players settle in players like Hassan Reddick, who we didn't hear a whole lot of today and, and, and guys like that. I know Fletcher got hurt on that sack figures um, and Derek Barnett was limping off the field and things like that. But I think, Gannon will figure it out because last year, if last year was any inclination, Gannon gets better as the year goes on because he had a much better second half of the 2020 season than the first half, but he has the personnel this year. And if he wants that head coaching gig, he has to need to, he needs to tighten up, man, tighten up. What is happening out here? <laughs> yeah. I think I, I don't have a great taste in my mouth left from the defense, but I was encouraged. I have a by... neutral taste. It's like when you eat rice cakes, you have rice cakes and you're like, that wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Like, yeah it wasn't terrible, I'm but like, I'm, I'm not as hungry as I was a couple minutes ago. So <laughs> it was a filler. It was yeah, a filler. exactly. It, it, it filled my football void. So that was fine. But... Yeah. And now we can go watch some, some more football, but we'll, we'll wrap it up from here. Now that we've exercised, I think everything we can out of the last, you know, 60 minutes of football that we've we've watched thank you guys so much there's one for... more there's one more did you miss live tweeting during the eagles game or not did you miss like the live twitter feed during the eagles game or because <laughs> that because live live twitter gets gets wild during the eagles games and fire again and was firing off five minutes in and my yeah. first bleach tweet by the way was like five minutes into the game I saw it. I, I, it was literally, it, they went right down the field and scored and I opened Twitter yeah, and the dude. first tweet, what the first tweet at the top was you, what's the best flavor of bleach? And I was like, I didn't oh. think it was happening week one. I was like, Oh, we're starting right. early this year. Yeah, man. Pour it up on the rocks. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found out what the, let me know when you figure out what the best flavor is. Cause I'm sure um, I'll need lemon. Lemon's kind of the way to go these days, but as I mature, I mature into other flavors and I used to, I used to like mix it. I just drink it straight now because it's too painful. Yeah, sometimes it's necessary. The best flavor. It was necessary in the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I needed all of the beverages, and I, I have to, you know, because and of, you're a parent now. I know. You can't like go ham. You got to be like, I still have to like take care of a child. After I have to take care of a child, and like I can only drink so much. Otherwise, like I'm gonna get the child drunk next time I breastfeed her. So like have to make sure that I don't do that. So. You know, yeah, I have to, the, it's, I like, I have to figure out what my threshold is for when the Eagles really get to like this level. This is when I start drinking more. We'll find out week three in Dallas then, and then we'll find that out. <laughs> Sweet Lord. That week one, you're right about week one being a litmus test. I think once we get to week three and see what happens with that Dallas game, that's going to be the, the true test. That was one of my, um, those are my like three like goals for the season. It was beat Dallas, win the division and win a playoff game. Those are my things. But if they, if you don't beat Dallas, if you can't beat Dallas this year, there's, you ain't going anywhere. You have to beat Dallas. Agreed. I think it's all very doable because, uh, they did not get any. It's better. doable. If we get a new defensive coordinator by week three, then it's very doable. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. All right. You know what? That's it. We're cutting the show off with that right there. We're cutting it off. We're done. We're done. And thank you for the congratulations as well on being a parent. My child apparently needs socks. Her feet are cold. Um, so thank you for, for coming and hanging out with us today. Thank you everybody for jumping into the, to the chat here. We will be back next week after the game, late Monday night. Hopefully it's a win because otherwise that is a 
you know, we'll just be doom and gloom together. But I'm I'm feeling doom like, and gloom at midnight. Who wants to do that? <laughs> it, you know what? It actually it's very therapeutic to get it out. So you know, if they win, it's a lot of fun. If they lose, it feels good to yell with us. So regardless, come come and join us. Definitely. I'm glad the Giants are already losing. Hopefully they are continue they? losing. Yeah. I'm, Daniel Dimes, boy. Daniel Dimes. Yeah. The commander. Or pennies. The commanders pennies, won though. though. Yeah. Wentz was yo. Wentz was dealing. <laughs> yeah, four touchdowns and two interceptions. He was only sacked. He had back to back picks. He had back to back picks. They were bad. They were bad. Jesus. Jesus. Make sure you're following everywhere on BGN Radio. Subscribe wherever you are. Hit that thumbs up button. We'd love to hear from you. And make sure you're paying attention to everything we've got going on this week. We've got so much content coming out. So thank you for coming to hang out with us post game for myself, Victor, Rachel, BGN Radio, Instant Reaction Show. Go, Birds, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>